Welcome, friends, to Generations. This is Kevin Swanson and Adam McManus from theworldview.com with me on this edition. And the question of immigration, the number one concern for many conservatives in America, too many of these foreigners coming in this country, many of them illegal, trying to break into the nation. Democrats are more than happy to receive more people into the country. There are many people from around the world that are persecuted. They want to come to America for economic benefit and such. Uh, but of course, the reasons why people come are different, and we as Christians, do we invite more people into this nation? Well, it's going to be something of a challenge when the nations come into our nation, as they have in Europe and other places. The biggest concern for me has not so much been the crack house, which is America, but you know the fact that we have created the crack house. People are robbing the crack house. They're, they're invading the crack house, but uh, I'm still concerned with the crack house itself. With the socialism, the abortion, the sexual promiscuity, the uh, constant uh, increase of secularism in the public schools and the universities, uh, the liberalization of every one of our institutions. These things concern me. Uh, Do the people coming into the nation create these problems or are the Democrats doing everything they can to uh, create a larger Democratic or get Democrat voting base out of these uh, folks that are entering the nation? These are the sorts of questions that we need to be asking ourselves as we deal with the question of immigration. And to be honest with you, I'm a little bothered by the way that Fox News handles these stories of, you know, suspected uh, felons that are illegal immigrants and doing bad things to people. Uh, That's not the main reason why we're opposing uh, the problem with immigration on the southern border. Uh, The reason why we're opposing the folks that are coming in on the southern border is that, A, many of them are breaking the law to come into the nation. Uh, B, uh, we are concerned that they are breaking into a crack house that provides free crack or the redistribution of wealth, welfare free public schools, et cetera, to their children. Uh, I don't think the redistribution of the wealth is going to be helpful to those folks that need to come into this country and make a living for themselves and engage in free trade on this side of the border. That's why this Libertarian Cato Institute uh, study is important to me. We, we We can't draw conclusions on the basis of anecdotal evidence. Hey, I've got one illegal alien who's a very dangerous person, therefore all aliens or all immigrants or all illegal aliens are super dangerous. We can't draw those conclusions so quickly. Uh, the Libertarian Cato Institute did a study of crime in Texas uh, indicating the criminal conviction rate for illegal immigrants was 782 per 100,000. For legal immigrants, it was slightly lower, 535 per 100,000. And for native-born Texans, it was 1,422 per 100,000. Seems to me that the longer you're in this crack house, the more likely you are to commit a crime. Maybe that's the conclusion to draw. Maybe you've attended public school for a little too long, turned into something of a juvenile delinquent in the process or something like that. Yeah. But Well, what's interesting about this, on the one hand, is that in Texas, we're the only state that asks about the status of someone whether they are here illegally whether they are a legal immigrant or if they're native born american just in the order of the ones that 
have the greatest criminal conviction rate. It's the native-born Americans at 1,422 per 100,000. The second level is the illegal immigrants at 782 per 100,000. And then the least likely to commit crime, at least in Texas, where there's the only state they ask about this, is the legal immigrants who've gone through the process, 535 per 100,000. So that definitely... And who proven themselves to be law-keeping people from the outset. So, you know, that kind of makes sense. And they're probably more likely to want to watch their P's and Q's. The native-born Americans are apparently don't appreciate the freedom that they do have mm-hmm. or, or being a native-born American to begin with as much as the the legal immigrants do. Now, I wanted to hit on the biblical principles in relation to the stranger in the land. Now, when the Bible speaks of the stranger in the land, the Bible is talking more about the green card, the, the person who's coming into the country. They're not becoming a citizen of the country, but they're engaging in free trade and perhaps you know doing some work on this side of the border. So that's it's not necessarily talking about somebody who's becoming a, a citizen, but somebody who is welcome to come into the country, but they're supposed to abide by the laws of the country. Now, that's really key, that they're abiding by the laws of the country. So we find this throughout the books of Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Take Leviticus 19.33, when a stranger resides with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. The stranger resides with you shall be to you as the native among you. You shall love him as yourself, for you are aliens in the land of Egypt. Uh, also, uh, Leviticus 19, verse 10, nor shall you glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather the fallen fruit of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the needy and for the stranger. I am the Lord your God. So there you get that uh, the stranger is allowed to glean the fields. Now, this, of course, is a degree of private charity. There's also a requirement for them to do a little work in gathering the fruit lying on the ground. So as I see it, this is not an instance of public welfare. This is merely a, a private charitable offering that's available to the stranger who happens to be in the land. So uh, also we find throughout uh, the book of Deuteronomy that the same laws that apply to the citizen uh, will apply to the stranger that is within the land as well. So these, these are the principles you find in Scripture in relation to uh, the the immigrants or the visitors, the strangers that are coming into a particular country. Um, now, we've got a problem. There's no question. We got a f- problem on the southern border. Nearly what is it? Seven point three million illegal immigrants crossing the southwest border under President Biden's watch. Exactly. And apparently, that's a number greater than the individual population of thirty six states. That's pretty impressive. That's that's a lot of people. Well, in terms of legal immigrants, we have opened our doors to about a million a year. So that's almost double the number of illegal immigrants who are coming into America. And they're getting free schooling, free health care, free housing, free everything. But they don't pay taxes and they don't have to serve on a jury. Not a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah, a Center for Immigration Studies just pulled off another study on this. I think it's very helpful. Uh, this came out in 2023. And apparently 54% of households headed by immigrants that is legal or illegal used one or more major welfare programs. That compares to 39% for the average U.S.-born household. Uh, the rate of is 59% for non-citizen households, green card holders, and illegal immigrants, which is even worse. In other words, the more illegal they happen to be, the more likely they are to collect 
some form of welfare in America. And this, of course, is where the injustice occurs. This is precisely the problem. And uh, Elon Musk referred to this in a recent article on, I think, Fox Business, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, they come into the country, they get more welfare, 59% on welfare, and more likely to vote for those who are most likely to support welfare, meaning Democrat congressmen, right? Right. Elon Musk of SpaceX and the Tesla car fame, and of course bought Twitter, turned it into X, himself is a legal immigrant from South Africa. But he said, look, Democrats have allowed illegal immigrants to pour into the country so that they will vote blue at some point in the future. And they are reluctant to deport any who commit crimes since it would be akin to losing potential voters. He said Dems will not deport because every illegal is a highly likely voter at some point. That simple incentive explains what seems to be insane behavior. Yeah, and you're looking at uh, almost double the illegal slash legal immigration that uh, we saw under President Trump. So no question about it, the Biden administration is opening the borders. And, and uh, you know, they're betting on the fact that if they can just increase their voter base by, you know, 7 to 11 million votes in the year 2024, 2028, we're we're much more likely to have a Democrat president uh, elected by legal slash illegal immigrants. Uh, so so that's most likely the strategy here. But the problem here is not so much immigration. The problem is Marxism. The problem is socialism. The problem is the redistribution of the wealth through evil welfare programs, which is something that's being pushed very very hard by the Democrats. The government has no right to do this, to steal from one class of persons and redistribute to another class of persons. That's robbery. That's a violation of the Sixth Commandment. And I think Christians need to stand up against this sort of thing. This is what constitutes the crack house. This is why so many people want to come into the crack house. They they want the welfare. They want the, the freebies. 59% of illegal immigrants are on welfare. 11 million legal, illegals in the country as of right now, that's the last data point I have, is 11 million illegals in the country. $7 billion is a school enrollment, $63 billion welfare costs. So that's a $70 billion drag on the economy, and that's the best guess I can give you based on the numbers available. So you're looking at at least $70 billion going into illegal immigrants who are collecting welfare checks and sending their kids off to public schools. So that's $70 billion, and that should not be. That should not be the case. I think this is the fundamental problem with, uh, with immigration. Number one, they're breaking laws to get in. Number two, once they've broken the laws, they get you know $70 billion. It's, that feels pretty good. And that meaning the average family is probably pulling in anywhere between twenty five and thirty five thousand dollars just in federal and state bennies once they get into the country. So that's the issue. That's the problem. So how do we solve the problem? Get rid of welfare. That's number one. And privatize the public schools. Let's do that, too. Let me tell you some interesting stats from Federation for American Immigration Reform. Illegal immigrants cost the American taxpayer approximately $182 billion annually as of the beginning of 2023. Illegal aliens only... Con- that's, 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 higher, that's higher than the numbers I was putting out, so it's possible, I guess. Mm-hmm. 183, you said? 
Illegal aliens only contribute $31 billion in taxes at the state and federal levels, meaning that illegal immigration costs American taxpayers a net of at least $150 billion. There's a big magnet beyond, of course, the Biden administration's pretty much open invitation to come on over. There are 564 lawless sanctuary jurisdictions throughout America as of May of 2018. The Border Patrol is just overwhelmed by the numbers, and they're more like babysitters than they are law enforcers at this point. Well, I want to ask the question, what do we do as Christians as we address issues like this? Um, Hey, you know, Rome fell. Rome lost the will to continue. Rome lost its civilization. Eventually, the populace was so demotivated, all they were interested in was bread and games, the games in the Colosseums while the hordes were burning down the cities. That's the way Rome fell. And that's what's happening to us. The hordes are coming in, but what do Christians do? That's the next question I want to address as we take this break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. We've seen it, folks. God is working in the hearts of dads and sons, and he's turning the hearts, turning the hearts of fathers back to the sons and the hearts of sons back to the fathers and turning us all back to God. That's what we're looking for, and that's the theme of the Father-Son Retreat we've been sponsoring out here in the mountains of Colorado for the last 20 years, and I've been part of this for all this time. Now, God has done amazing things through the years. Uh, I've seen it. 350 dads and sons getting into God's word together. There's nothing like it. Camaraderie, brothers on brothers. It's a band of brothers coming together. Powerful talks, prayer, father-son walks and talks, meaningful engagement. It's almost going without saying that dads and sons don't get enough time together. And hey, we don't get enough time out in God's nature playing games and going for hikes in God's fresh air. And we don't get quite enough time in God's word either. So don't miss this year's father-son retreats this August in the Colorado Rockies up in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Check it out at coloradofatherson.com and register today and be one of the first 125 people to sign up and save $100 per father and son. Secure your spot with the biggest discount available right now at coloradofatherson.com. And we are back on Generations. This is Kevin Swanson. Question today, immigration. Question today, do we want law-keeping people in the nation to retain something of a legal nation, a, a nation that abides by laws? Yes, we do. But increasingly, I'm asking the question, what do we really want of a nation? Well, we certainly don't want to be killing 30, 40, 50, 60% of our children in the womb. We certainly do not want a nation that has utterly unraveled God's standard for marriage and provided for sodomite marriages, we certainly do not want the redistribution of 45, 55, 60% of the wealth and thirty violating the, the Eighth Commandment and thus providing an increasingly chaotic situation for the nation as well as for the illegal immigrants that evidently are dipping into that. Uh, wow, we've got a big problem for the nation. Where do you start? 
well, I, I honestly, I think the best place to start is by defunding the public schools and bringing the fear of God as the beginning of wisdom and knowledge back into the schooling of our children. I think that's a fundamental because why? Because the fear of God is so basic to everything. Also, I think the elimination of abortion and uh, the stopping the shedding of innocent blood in at least a few states across America would be a good start. So focusing in upon immigration, yes, that's, that's a problem. That is an issue. We want law-keeping people on this side of the border, and it's difficult to get that when you know these hordes are coming over. But it's interesting as God judged Rome and brought his judgment down upon the Roman Empire, the best years for the Christian mission work in Europe came after the hordes swept into Europe and after the fall of Rome. It was phenomenal. The Christian mission work amongst the various tribes that pressed into the empire was truly phenomenal. That was the discipleship of Europe that occurred over a period of four to 500 years. It was, it was the most phenomenal mission work in the history of Christianity. And perhaps that could happen one more time. I don't know, but it all depends on how much mission work is actually occurring. It's interesting. The most successful mission work in England today is happening with immigrants. You think about the, the largest churches, the most successful evangelical churches in London today, it's going to be red and yellow, white, black and white. They are precious in his sight. There's going to be a, a huge cross-section of immigrants among the evangelical churches in these, uh, some of these cities, especially in England. So some thoughts there. Now, I'm going to get to this story on what Franklin Graham has done by moving down onto the southern border for his 1,500-mile tour of the U.S.-Mexico border. But, uh, wow. How, how do we vote? What, what are we, what, what's the emphasis for the 2024 election? It appears that Donald Trump is dead set against these illegal immigrants. He's going to do what he can to uh, build that wall and keep them out. And to kick them out. He says that once he's in office, he's going to begin the biggest American deportation program in, in history. I hope he's serious. I take him at his word. Obviously, Joe Biden is the exact opposite. He wants our border to look like Swiss cheese, by contrast. All right. Well, let's take a look at what Franklin Graham decided to do. I think this is really interesting. He's uh, launching a 10-city, 1,500-mile tour of the U.S.-Mexico border. It's called the God Loves You Frontera Tour. Newsweek reported apparently that 20,000 people have signed a petition trying to keep him out. Not surprising. But I, I support this. The the number one concern that Christians should have is to evangelize those coming into the nation. That's our number one concern. For one thing, you got the Democrats evangelizing. They're getting Democrat voters. Why don't Christians start to evangelize, start to disciple the nations? Isn't that the commission that Jesus gave to us? Matthew 28, 18 through 20, sure is. So as long as you have 2 million people coming across the border each year, it seems to me we need to get the gospel to them. So maybe the strategy is to learn Spanish and evangelize. Is that what you're doing down in Texas? <laughs> yo estudié español en escuela por cinco años, pero yo olvidé todo. That means I studied Spanish in school for five years, but I forgot everything. <laughs> okay. So you've learned that much. Uh that's right. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting that the percentage of Hispanics in America that have moved evangelical over the last fifteen to twenty years has has increased. It's one of the most positive elements of 
evangelical Christianity that we can speak of. So there, you know, the bottom line is whatever happens. Now, I, I do believe that the state, that is the government, needs to maintain a rule of law. So, yeah, more kudos to Donald Trump or whoever's going to make sure that people are playing by the rules. Okay, that's number one. I, I agree with that. But number two, we as Christians should be concerned with the Great Commission. We're dealing with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, uh, the, the, the Lord over all. And he's told us that wherever we are, we need to be discipling the nations. And I think that is going to be the commission that the Christian church needs to take forward uh, from, from here on out. One way or another, we're going to see the hordes moving into Europe and most likely moving into America as well. And I, I, I just, I, I think we're seeing it. We're going to continue to see it. And uh, our response has got to be to disciple, to disciple or bust. And if, if you don't disciple the nations coming into this country, yeah, you're going to get a lot of Democrat voters. But even beyond that, you're going to start seeing a breakdown of the Christian influence of this country. And we've already seen that. But I just think we're going to see more of it. So we're, we're stuck with what? Disciple the nations. Continue to disciple the nations. South Africa has dealt with the same problem. And I think we're going to be dealing with something similar, as is Europe. So our single approach is to do what the early church did, send out Martin of Tours and Patrick for Ireland, disciple these foreigners who've never heard the gospel. On the one hand, yes, let's retain some integrity as a law-abiding nation, and we engage in politics. But on the other hand, simultaneously, we need to be discipling the nations that are coming into this country. And that, my friends, is the moral of the story. Any other thoughts on the immigration issue, Adam, as we wrap up? I think, politically speaking, the choice, if Donald Trump appears to be the GOP presidential nominee in 2024, in November, could not be more stark. Joe Biden is okay with 8 million illegal immigrants crossing our border putting a drain on our services and on the American taxpayer and upping the crime, even if it's not as much as native-born Americans. Donald Trump wants to re-implement the stay-in-Mexico policy, continue building the wall, and deport people who are here illegally. I think it's important that, as Christians, we uphold a very biblical understanding of the rule of law. So... I think politically, it's just a no-brainer in terms of the presidential election on this issue and many others. All right. Well, uh, thank you. And uh, again, I don't think we're going to solve too many of our problems politically, but hopefully by God's grace, we will see something of a reviving of the preaching of the gospel message, a discipleship of the nations. And, And here's one more thing, just the salvaging of some free country, some prosperous nation, some blessed nation. Blessed is that nation whose God is the Lord. I'm hoping for some nation, (laughs) hoping for this nation to be a nation that uh, acknowledges Yahweh God, the true and living God, as the only God, as our God, and submit to his law. I hope that happens Uh, because, hey, not too many other nations left in the world today with a commitment to, to God. And I'm hoping that will happen here in the United States. But it's got to happen in the grassroots. It's got to happen in the churches. It's got to happen by evangelism, by discipleship. And uh, let's stay on task. Let's stay on a commission. 
what Jesus has given to us, and uh, that, I think, is the moral of the story. And that wraps up this edition of the Generations Broadcast. It's Kevin Swanson, Adam McManus, inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.